I want to preach a sermon today. I'm, I'm continuing on the fourth dimension, and I want to, I'm going to call this one Look and Live. Um, anyway, having said that, let me, let me just move on. Go to, go to Mark 11. Go to Mark 11. When we start there every week. Twenty-two, Mark eleven twenty-two. We begin. We've been here, and 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 I know that many of you are going to ask this question. It's it's natural for you to ask it. How long is he going to preach on faith? Well, number one, until I feel like the Spirit of God says change. The next thing is this: if this the Bible says faith is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. It's not the only subject in in the in the Bible. No, it's not. There's a lot of subjects, but I think it's probably one of the most important because because um, Jesus made a big deal. He made a big deal out of faith in God. You're saved by grace through faith, and salvation is by faith. Healing is by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And so, the more I can teach you this subject and get you thinking this way the better your life will be. Amen. And that's what I'm after. I'm going to pray in just a minute because where I'm going to go today, we're, we're, going, to go, we're going to go real deep. We're, we're going to go to some really, really good, good, solid word here in a minute. And I'm going to answer an enormous amount of questions for you as far as having a good life. And I, anybody want a better life? You want Amen. three people? Okay, eight now. All right, that's good. That's pretty good in a, in a church. Yeah, if you get 10% of the people in the church on fire for God, you have a landslide. Amen. So Mark eleven, twenty-two, Jesus answered and said, have faith in God. And again, I made, this, I, I made this statement that's actually a little bit blind because the literal Greek, and Brother Hagin brought this out, says have the faith of God. Now, I said this, and I'm going to say it over and over. That bothered me for a long time because the difference is having faith in God and having the faith of God is that have the faith of God throws a personal responsibility on you and on, and on me. And we, we, we grew up in a society, please forgive me, of lazy Christianity where we heard from the pulpit that everything happens is God's will and whatever happens is will, and that's actually a lie. They lied to you. The preacher lied. I, I know that doesn't sound real good. That's why God takes hippies and get them born again so he can get someone to finally tell the truth because we, we didn't care when you didn't like our dope. We didn't care about our hair. We didn't care about nothing. Still don't. So just got saved, gave up the dope, but we still don't care what everybody thinks. So, so, so having said that, is we, we've had to learn that there is actually a personal responsibility to where you are in your walk with God, and it's not all up to God. If it was, if, if he's running your life, he has it in a mess. He screwed you up, but he didn't. And he didn't screw up America. He didn't screw up Washington. They did that all by themselves. You ask the politicians for help, they're the ones that caused it. Just fire them all. Take your country back. Don't let them have your guns. Amen. I don't know how I got off on all that. Anyway, go, go to Numbers 21. Go to Numbers 21 now. 
That's Old Testament. Let's see if I can. 21, verse 4. I'm going to read, I'm going to read a story here out of the Old Testament. It's very apropos for you as a Christian. And they journeyed from Mount Or by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became very discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you, blaming God, brought us out of Egypt to die in this wilderness? There is no food, there is no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. Now, God delivered them out of Egypt, delivered them out of bondage. And the reason it took them 40 years in the wilderness to get to the promised land was because of them. Now, let me stop. The vast majority of Christians, is your, your attitude is the primary reason you don't have victory. If you're going to walk by faith, that you know, you're either going to live spiritual or you're going to live carnal. And that's a choice you and I make. Well, they realized their mistake when they blamed God. See, right now today, if you, you get around the average Christian, why did the Lord allow this? He didn't. Every good and every perfect gift comes from the Lord, from above, from the Father of life. Let no man say when he was tempted, tested, and tried. I was tempted and tested and tried by God. That's, no, you weren't. You, you're reaping your life. He's given you the Bible. He's given you Jesus. He gave you the Holy Spirit, and, he, and, and he's given you instructions, but there's a responsibility on you. Now, now, now we're going to read the rest. It's going to get better before I get out, you out of here. So, so far, you're like, oh, help me, Jesus. So the Lord sent fiery serpents. He did not. Fiery serpents are in the desert. When he takes his hand off you, all hell breaks. Satan's in the world. He gives grace to the humble. God resists the proud. You start getting ugly and he gets his hand off you, you're going to find a, a lot of devils. They were there all the time. Problems were there all the time. But he shields you from it until you get obstinate. And then you go, under the Lord allow that. He didn't. So you'll go back and get last Wednesdays and we'll talk about how to deal with complaining. Amen. And the Lord sent fire, or he, actually the little Hebrew, he allowed the serpents among the people, and they bit the people, and many of the people of Israel died. Now, you understand, you're in a desert where there is no water, there is no shade, the sun in one day would kill you. The sun would kill you. At night, it's so cold, you'd freeze to death. There's scorpions, there's snakes. It is a bad environment. Had it not been for the hand of God, they wouldn't have made it. But he's feeding them supernaturally. He's protecting them with a cloud by day supernaturally. He's giving them a fire at night supernaturally. And he's feeding them water from a rock. And it's not the place to get mad at him. Don't bite the hand that's feeding you. So God just went, all right, listen, y'all. I'll just take my hand off of you and let you have a little bit of this desert without me since I'm your problem. And he did. And they went, never mind. 
Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we've sinned. Let me stop you right now. Let me just, there's nothing wrong with you messing up and going, it's me. That would be so humble for some people. It's not my wife. It's not my husband. It's not my dog. It's not my job. It's not my issue. Just, you would just have to stop and go, I did it. My fault. My bad. Forgive me. And that would be really, really awesome. Things aren't going good. Sometimes you might want to look in the mirror and go, you need to get right with God. All right. I do it occasionally. Lisa does occasionally. I do it more than she does because I'm, I'm, I'm goofier than she is. I need it more than she does. I, I really, I mean, I, I'm like a pinball machine. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, we have sinned and spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray the Lord that he take the serpents from us. And God didn't. He didn't. He didn't. And Moses prayed for the people, and the Lord said to Moses, make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, and it shall be that everyone who's bitten, when he looks at it, will live. Now, let's, let's talk about what's happening right here. The serpent is a type of sin. That's what it is. And they sinned, and sin is the reason they're in the mess. Now, if you've ever been behind an ambulance, there's a pole with a snake wrapped around it, and y'all never understood where that, that actually came out of that scripture right there because, because that is a type of healing. And healing comes not because of sin, but what you're looking at. So the answer to the problem here was not just that God removed the sin or removed the snakes, but he said, put a, 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 a serpent on a pole and have the people look at it. Now understand this, that is a type of Jesus. And you understand that whenever you're having a problem in life, it's not a matter of living a better life. It's a matter of you focus, get your eyes off the snakes, get your eyes off the devil, get your eyes off the politicians, get your eyes off your job, get your eyes and get your eyes back on the cross. Get your eyes back on the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, without me, you can do nothing. Your salvation is by grace through faith, not of yourself. It is a gift of God. In other words, the only answer Answer you have for all of life's problems is the cross. Amen. Think about that for a second. And I'm not talking about just the day you got born again 47 years ago. I'm talking about, it said, I want you to learn to not look at the circumstance, but I want you to look at what I did for you. The answer, the answer is in Calvary. Now, now listen, your salvation, you did nothing. So you can't look at you. What am I going to do? Nada. You didn't, you didn't save you. You can't heal you, you can't deliver you, and you can't bless you. So we're going to talk now about fighting from victory, 
But the answer to everything you're going through right now is what are you looking at? When you wake up in the morning, you need to go, himself bore my sin in his body on a tree that I having died to sin, live for righteousness by his bruises, I am healed. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your, you're not doing anything. But where are you looking? Where are you looking? Because the world is demanding your attention. And that'll get you nowhere. I'm preaching better than y'all are amen. And the Lord said, Take, make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, and it'll be that everyone who is bitten when he looks will live. And Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole, and it was as a serpent bitten anyone, he that looked at the serpent lived. He that looked at the If you, listen, get... Get your eyes off of everything except what God did for you in Jesus at Calvary. That is the answer to everything you're going through right now. If God is for me, say, if God is for me, who could be against me? He died for me. He rose for me. He set me free. He, the Lord, is my shepherd. The, the answer to everything is focusing your attention back on the only help you have. All right, we're going to go. I, 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 we're we're going to go do. I, I read a story several years ago by John Wesley. Um, I'm, I've always been intrigued by past revivals and how they began. Now, we know that John Wesley helped create a revival in America, but, but I read his story, and John Wesley did not get born again until he was in his 50s, but yet he had been preaching all of his life. Think about what I just said. What is he preaching? He's preaching live right. I am a proponent of live right, and I'm going to teach you how to live right from Calvary. But living right does not add to Calvary. You can't save you by being good. You're saved because he's good, not because you are. Now, I'm going to jump ahead of myself. Go to, go to Galatians 3. Let me, let, me, let me read this to you. I, 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 I just, before you walk out here today, you're going to be free, free, free. Galatians chapter 3, Galatians 3. I prayed when I came here, God, help me say it the way I need to say it. Starting with 3.1. Oh, foolish of popconians, who bewitched you that you would not obey the truth, whose eyes Jesus was clearly portrayed among you crucified. I want to learn something from you. Did you receive the spirit, the new birth, that's not the baptism, by the works of the law or heritage of faith? Are you so foolish, having begun in the Spirit, you're now made perfect by your flesh? Absolutely not. You, you have not done anything since the day you got born again to add to what Jesus did. But we've got to, but we've got to understand something. Your focus on Jesus when you're in a mess is the issue. If it was Jesus that if it's because of Jesus you got born again, what are you going to do to add to it? 
absolutely nothing. You're not having a good life because you helped him. You're having a good life because he's good, not because you are. So your focus has to stay on Calvary and who and all that he did in you when you were born again. Thank you. Let me finish reading this. This, this is absolutely powerful. See, anytime you're going through a struggle, you start, you start fighting sickness. Don't. Sickness, he whipped it. Don't fight devils. Don't fight sickness. Don't fight problems. Then what do I fight? It's called fight the good fight of faith by keeping your eyes on the pole and off the snake. Well, you say, I, I don't have any cares. I cast all my cares on him. He cares about me, and you're focused on what he did, and you're going from glory to glory to glory, even by the Spirit of God, as you maintain your focus on Jesus. He who began a good work in you, he will complete it. You won't, he will. You can shout if you want to, it's okay. Are you so foolish having begun in the spirit you're now made perfect by your flesh? Have you suffered so many things? If indeed it was in vain, therefore he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles, does he do it by because you keep the law or because of your hearing of faith? How did Abraham have a baby when he was 100 years old? Faith in God. He didn't, he didn't take Viagra. He didn't have any. If he had it, wouldn't have done any good. Sarah couldn't take it. Are y'all out there? Did you go home? We're talking about we're talking about Christianity is a miracle from beginning to end. All right, oh, boy, boy, I'm I'm just I'm doing so good. I can't hardly. Mm. So back to John Wesley. <laughs> I'm not a Methodist, but I guess we're all Methodists and Catholic. We all have a little bit of everything. John Wesley, got, John Wesley believed that he had to sacrifice in order to be saved. And, and, and he sacrificed, and he sacrificed, and he sacrificed, and he kept doing penance to God, and more and more penance in order to become righteous before God, and none of it worked. So one day he decided, I know the the, the greatest sacrifice that I could give to God would be to go to Georgia and live among the Indians and preach, preach Christ to them, and that would be the ultimate sacrifice, and God would accept me. Didn't work. But on the way over to Georgia, he was on a ship full of Moravians. Moravians were people from Germany that had gotten under Luther. And Luther had taught them the just live by faith. Our salvation is totally Jesus, totally Jesus, and nothing else. Jesus plus nothing. And the, and the Moravians were singing while a storm was going on, and John Wesley's in his cabin scared to death to die because he knew he'd go to hell. But he'd been preaching for 50 years, and he's a sinner. What well, all the things you're doing... They ain't helping a thing. 
outside of Jesus. Okay, I'm, I'm, y- y'all are so, real quiet, and I, and I think, I'm, I think it's because you're listening. It's okay, I want you to. So he came down and he said to the Moravians, why are you not afraid? And they said, of what? He said, dying. They said, we're not afraid to die. And, and, it, and it bothered him. And it, and it bothered him so bad that when he went to Georgia, preached to the Indians, they didn't accept it. Indians don't want to live right. Never mind. I know y'all saw Dances with Wolves. But... Never mind. It's just a movie. When he got home, he went to Germany to live among the Moravians to find out why they had no fear. And they talked to him about Christ. He said, I can't accept that. It's too easy. So he said, I'm going to see if it works. He's a heathen preacher. There's a lot of heathen preachers. I'm not one of them. So he went to the district down in Germany where the people were drunk. And he preached Christ alone and he got a drunk man born again. He wasn't a Christian himself. He's testing grace to see if it would really work. And it did. And a heathen preacher got us drunk saved. So he came back to the Moravians and said, I don't believe it, but I saw it work. How do I get to the place where I believe it's by Christ alone? They said, well, preach it till you believe it. He began preaching grace and he wasn't a Christian. Until he preached Jesus so much that he got born again. Then he came to America and started the greatest revival in the history of the United States. And he was an old man before he got saved. Now, I'm going to stop right here and look at you. Most of you love God. But you're working your flesh to get the favor of God like John. If I could only live right. And you deal with guilt and you deal with condemnation and, and you think you're going to do something. You're not. You're not. What's the secret? What are you looking at? Okay. I, I got your attention. I got your attention. Oh, it's quiet in this Baptist church. I just, you know why? Because this is true. This is true. We, I, I preach salvation by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It, it is the gift of God. I preach that. But it isn't real to you. Now, here's why it's not real to you. You have to become rooted in righteousness. Not in doing, but in being. And the word of God, the Bible that you hold in your lap, the only way to get here is for you to get your Bible out and begin to meditate on who God said you are until that becomes real to your soul, if you don't. Listen, I'm not talking about reading your Bible out of legalism. I'm talking about opening it 
till you, be, till you become. See, you have to see who you are. You have to see you. If any man is in Christ, that's me. He's, if any man is in Christ, he, me, and old things are passed away. All things have become new. I am complete in him. I am blessed. Jesus is Lord. Until you, you've got to pick this book up and f see, this is faith food. Your spirit man is so darn depleted of truth, you are messed up. How do you feed your faith? This. It, but it's not an, well, I read my Bible. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you getting in the new covenant and reading what Jesus did for you, who he is, what he did until you become pregnant with, what, with Christ in me, the hope of glory. And you start fighting your battles from victory. See, your spirit, man, has to be fed spirit food. If your spirit, man, is not fed spirit food, your spirit, man, is weak. And you stay carnal and stupid. I'm not, uh, uh, just say, Pastor, thank you. Say, I got it. You're not doing, you're not doing anything except getting your eyes back on him. Now, 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 you, you, you say, I don't have that kind of time. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. If our forefather, if Jesus could go out in the field and get the wheat, grind the wheat, make bread, make a fire, use an outhouse, and still get in the word. Lazy Americans that a grocery store and a car can get in the word. Amen. So stop lying to yourself. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, I'm coming. I'm pouring out my heart to you right now. I'm trying to, yeah, it is good. This is good. Say this, I've been made the very righteousness of God. If God is for me, who could be against me? If God is on my side. Yeah, you've got to take, the, see the Bible is spirit. My words are spirit. My wor the only thing that can feed your spirit is spirit. Your spirit has to eat spirit. Or you'll be weak. See, you don't have... Some of you walked in here and said, No, you're not. You're just sweetly ignorant. God loves you as much as he does Jesus Christ. Amen. He made you as righteous. If you're sitting here and you're born again, you're as righteous as Paul. Yes. You're as righteous as Jesus. Yes. You have been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Yes. 
Now I gotta tell you about Hawaii for a minute. I, I, I loved going to Hawaii. Snorkeling, scuba diving, jumping out of helicopters. But when I came home, I was so spiritually depleted, I thought I had backslid. I'm starving. I'm starving. I, I have a place in my living room, and Lisa does too. I wake up in the morning, and I go in there, and I pick my Bible up, and I pray. Heavenly Father, help me not to be mean right now. See, listen to me. You have to pick a Bible up and read Colossians and feed the word of God into your spirit, man. And then you got to pray in tongues. You say, well, you don't pray in tongues. Well, you should. Well, you should. Because how else are you going to build yourself up? See, you're reading your Bible. Go, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. Well, you, this don't happen in five minutes. It, it don't happen in 10. Don't tell me you don't have time. You watch a movie for two hours and you can't pray 10 minutes. Don't, don't look at me in that tone of voice. If you're dying spiritually, then turn everything off for a little while. You don't have to do this every day. You don't have to do it every day. But some of you need to do it today. And I get in my living room and I pray in tongues and I pray in tongues. And my head fights me. What are you doing? What are you saying? What are you doing? So does yours. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. And I just pray in tongues and pray in tongues. And then I read Colossians and I pray in tongues and I read Ephesians and I pray in tongues. And after a while, I can feel on the inside of me, I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger in the spirit. I'm not doing anything. I'm looking at the cross. 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 Because the world and the flesh and the devil is at war with you. And you have to fight the good fight of faith. Amen. You're, not doing, you're not doing it to get God to like you. He already likes you. You're doing it so that you'll know he likes you. And after you've sat there in your chair for a while and prayed and read, you, you, some, inside you, you're, you, you, you oh, oh, blessed be God. Bless God, I will live and not die. I bless God, I'm the redeemed of the Lord. I'm hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Listen, the snakes didn't go away, but by God, the anointing of God on the inside of you. How am I doing? I'm, listen, <laughs> there is nothing you will face that faith in the blood of Jesus won't fix it. Nothing on this planet can defeat hell. Can, can def you, you can't, the, the devil cannot defeat the blood of Jesus. He can't defeat the anointing. He can't. But he can defeat a depleted Christian. Boy, I'm preaching. You so, I know. I know you. I know you look. I never heard anybody in my whole life tell me that. And you won't stay here. I'll do anything to talk about my church. I'm reading out of um, Paul's Sister with Truth by Mark Hankins. The nature of man, according to Paul, normally consists of three sections, body, soul, and spirit. 
in his original constitution, these occupied definite relations of superiority and subordination to one another, the spirit being supreme, the body least important. You don't have two natures. You have one nature. You don't have two. You have a body, and it is lazy, selfish, and stupid. Do not yield to it. (laughs) And that's why when you leave, you have to leave it here. God, no, just leave that mess down there. Don't bring that up here. And he has another one for you. You get your hair back, get your teeth back. The soul occupying the middle position. The fall of, God, of, of Adam disarranged this order. All sin consists of the usurpation by the body or the soul in the place of your spirit. In fallen man, the two inferior sections of a human nature, which together Paul calls the flesh, or the side of a human nature that looks toward the world and time, have taken possession of the throne and completely rule your life. That's why you're screwed up. You can change it. That's why I'm preaching. But no one else can. Uh, uh, I'm going to get right here. I got to offend you. Quit, Quit asking people to do your praying for you, dummy. Dang it, quit coming and asking us to pray to hear from God because you too darn lazy. Pray for me, pastor. I don't know what the Lord wants. No. You lazy thing. Do you think that I'm going to get full of God for you? I can't get full. I can't. I'll go eat a steak for you, and then you tell me how it tasted. But it doesn't work. I was flying with a man one day in an airplane. He said, you want to go fly with me? And I went, no. I said, why would you want me to sit in the right seat and watch you fly? I said, I'm not going to go to a restaurant and watch you eat. You goofy thing. Give me the airplane. He said, no. I said, I ain't flying with you. I don't want to fly. Either let me fly the airplane or I'm staying home. Okay, I'm going to come over here. I'm going to come over here. Yes, sir. Other people cannot make you spiritual. And you're not spiritual because you went and sat at the beach and went to church and listened to a sermonette. Get a Bible out. Look at the beach and then get your eyes off of it because nothing on the planet is going to get you full of God but the Word of God. There's nothing will feed your spirit but spirit food. Oh, so, I know I've made about three quarters of you happy and the rest of you are like, what time is it? The side of human nature that looks toward the world and time have taken possession of the throne and completely rule your life, while your spirit, the side of man that looks toward God and eternity, has been dethroned and reduced to a condition of inefficiency and death. If you're a carnal Christian, you're a messed up 
you're messed up. You're just, you're messed up. And it was a choice you made. I just love the Lord. Bluebirds love God. You haven't said anything. Christ restores the lost predominance of your spirit, man, by taking possession of your spirit by his spirit. His spirit dwells in your human spirit, vifying, sustaining it, and growing strength that your spirit becomes more and more the sovereign part of your human constitution, and man ceases to become carnal and becomes spiritual. How does that happen? Well, you have to eat spirit food, and you have to pray spirit prayers. Have you ever noticed why denominational Christians don't have any miracles? They never will. They're lazy. Come back over here. The ones of you that I'll never see again. I'm just going to tell you right now. I love you. God loves you. And when you get to heaven, I want you to look at me and say, you were right. As a pastor, I'm, I'm not up here to give you a sermon that I, 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 don't, I don't care anything about that. When I wake up on Sunday morning, I have, and this is my intention, when I leave you, you will be better off. I'm teaching you what I've been doing for 70 years. Well, 48. I didn't get saved until I was 22, but the 22-year-old people can get on fire for God. You do not have to be, you don't have to be ignorant until you get old. I had to sow my wild oats so I could learn. You could learn other ways. There's other ways to learn. Well, I wanted to have my fun. Yeah, tell me about it. All the fun I had got me in prison. And, and sick. And anything the devil ever did was any good. <sighs> so that if you're led by the Spirit of God, you become more harmonious with all that is holy and divine. The flesh does not indeed easily submit to the loss of supremacy. Your flesh hates my sermon. Your spirit, man, is in love with me. You have this, hey, going on in you right now. Don't tell me that. It clogs and obstructs your spirit and fights to regain possession of the throne. That's everybody. See, you're schizophrenic crazy. Well, who are you going to feed? I got a saying. If you, don't, if you quit feeding the dog, you'll leave. And this dog been hanging around in my house. Well, quit throwing food to him. Ooh, Jesus is Lord. 
Paul described this struggle in sentences of stark vividness in which all generations of Christians have recognized the features of their deepest experience. But the issue of the struggle is not doubtful. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Sickness shall not have dominion over me. Pain will not have dominion over me. Sin shall not again have dominion over those who Christ's spirit dwells and dislodge them from their standing in favor with God. Say amen. Okay, okay, I got, I got more books. Go to Romans 4. Go to Romans 4 while I'm seeing what I want to read. Let's talk about grace for a second. The method of grace, I'm reading out of In Christ by A.W. The method of grace is precisely the reverse of the method of legalism. The latter is holiness in order to union with God. The former, union with God in order to holiness. So God's plan for you was to make you the very righteousness of God in order for you to fight all your battles from righteousness. Say, I've been made the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let me quote a scripture. Himself, Jesus, himself, who knew no sin, became sin for me. That I, having died to sin, might become righteous by his stripes. I'm healed. Where's your focus? Him. Him. Now, how do you get Jesus conscious? You can't without a Bible. You can't without feeding your spirit man with faith food. Your feed on victory. Don't go to Romans. Don't go to Romans. Go to 2 Corinthians. You say, do you know what you're doing? All the time. <laughs> say, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Say, I will, I will live victoriously this side of heaven. Satan, you will not defeat me. Okay, now listen to what I'm... Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. Our light affliction on this earth is, is only a moment. It's working a far more exceeding eternal way to glory. While we're not looking at things seen, but at things not seen, the things we see are temporary. The things that we don't see, they are eternal. Hallelujah. Now, I got one more scripture for you in, in 2 Corinthians. Are you ready? Say, I'm ready. I'm not going to go there. Chapter 3, verse 18. But we with an unveiled face behold as in a mirror, the Bible, the glory of the Lord are transformed into the same image from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of God. Now what happens when you pick up your Bible and you're not living right and it says sin has no dominion over you? What are you doing? You're looking at the, what Jesus did. I, sin has no dominion over me. Satan has no dominion over me. That is affecting the way you think. It's affecting what you're feeding on. And sin and Satan lose control over you as you're focusing on the finished work of Jesus. If any man is in Christ, I am a new creation. All of the old. Don't come to me and tell me about your past. Shut up about yesterday. Shut up. It's gone. It don't, it's gone. 
It's under the blood. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Don't allow yourself. Can't I know what they did to me. Shut up. About what that done about I done to you. Well, come back over here and pray. <laughs> but you understand that when you pick up the Bible and you start reading who God says you are, it starts painting this picture of victory on the inside. You're feeding on victory. You're feeding on your fe- you're feeding. The word is Jesus. You're feeding, you're feeding it into your spirit. There's no other place to get it. There is no, you, there's no other place to get it. You say, well, well, you know, I, I did that, Pastor, and I improved a little. Will I improve a little more? Whoever told you that all healings were instant? Listen, not everything. You don't put everything in a, in a cup and get it in 45 seconds in a microwave. The best things in life are, are going to take, take you some time. Took you 50 years to screw it up. Give yourself a little time. How many of y'all so far you're going? I don't think I needed to hear this. How many of y'all think I've ever dealt with this? Where do you think I learned it? I didn't learn this in Bible school. Hey, devil, I'm redeemed. You foul thing, I'm redeemed. Jesus is Lord. Glory to God. You say, do you always shout when you feel like it? Oh, no. I shout when I don't feel like it. Let me read this again. You're transformed into the same image from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. You want your life to change? You're going to have to look at something good. Okay. Okay. Go to Romans 4 now. Now, now go to Romans 4. I'm just going to follow God. I'm just going to follow God. Say, I'm getting it. Four, seventeen. As it is written, I, God, made you the father of nations. In the presence of him who believed God and gives life to dead people and calls things that don't exist as though they did. Now, do you think that he would do that and tell you to do that? And you're, you're not lying when you call things that are not as though they are. We're talking about they're not, they're not true in the, in the natural, but they are in the spirit realm. Everything you, in the Bible is already true in the spirit. What you want is for it to come here. Do y'all understand that? And it's not going to come here without your faith. It's already belongs to you. It's, everything in, in the Bible is already yours. But it's not ever going to become yours if you don't mix faith with it. <laughs> is this too much? Am I, am I going too deep? Well, then just come back next week. I'll just go deeper. You know how my dad, my dad's a Marine. You know how he taught me to swim? My mom said, yeah, he just picked me up by my diapers and chunked me in the deep end. 
and my mother went nuts. He can't swim. He said, he will be in a minute. And I did. I dog paddled. But when I got out, dad said, oh, that was good. I said, I swam, I swam, I swam. He picked me up and threw me back out. Before I left the pool that day, I could swim. Sometimes you need to go just a little deep. You can't learn to swim in the baby pool. That's good preaching, amen. Yeah, yes. You can get in the baby pool and do this. You ain't swimming. You're standing on the bottom. Some of y'all got a revelation like, I think I finally got what he was saying. Get out there and G, just get out there. Get out there so far that if, you, if, you, if the word don't work, you just drowned. Go home to be with Jesus. Never mind, never mind. Who contrary to hope and hope believed that he would become the father of nations according to what was spoken, so shall your descendants be. And being not weak in faith, he didn't consider his body. His body's dead. He's, he's, Abe, you're done, buddy. It ain't in you. You don't have no semen. Mama ain't got no egg. You, y'all, y'all ain't going to make it. But he went, well, let's don't look at it. Boy, the world is demanding. When your body gets in pain, look at me. I'm in pain. Ah! Say, no, I ain't looking at you. I'm looking at Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. And, And that ain't easy to do. Oh, but it can be done because he told you it could be done. Okay, okay. Being not weak in faith, he didn't consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah, and he didn't waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. That means you're going to worship when you don't feel like worshiping. God is a good God. You are a good God. Hallelujah, Jesus is Lord. Praise the name of Jesus. Build yourself up. Own your most holy faith. Pray in the Holy Ghost and get full of God. Amen. Amen. Your body responds to your spirit. Yes, I have another thing here. I got, I may, I may, I don't know if I, no, it's in another book. You don't mind me reading all these books to you. I want, I, want, I got some, I'm, y'all, y'all want to get well? You want to get well? Disease. Is spiritual. Yeah. You say, no, it's not. It's my body. No, it's not your body. Your body is responding to your soul and what you've been feeding on and doing. It's, it, it's the fruit of sin. Now, I didn't say that you're just living in sin, but I'm going to tell you this. Condemnation in your soul will make your body sick as heck. Yes, that's true. Do you understand? And I'm not saying that you're living, you're living wrong. I'm just telling your screwed up head will keep you sick. Being mad at people and upset and all that. All you're doing is just making yourself sick. I had a bad day. Stop. Unless you just like being sick. 
Disease is spiritual. I have found when I can prove through the word that our diseases was laid on Jesus and the sick man accepts that, he's instantly healed. As long as we think that disease is physical, you'll never get a deliverance. Well, then how do I, how do I handle that? Himself who knew no sin became sin that you might be made righteous. When you become rooted in righteousness and the finished work of Jesus, it'll affect your body. You're going to have to get rid of sin consciousness to walk in health. We're not talking about you living wrong. We're just talking about you being ignorant. <laughs> y'all have no idea how. I, I love it when y'all get quiet sometimes because I can hear your brain just absolutely running wide open like a freight train. Go to Numbers 13. Oh my gosh, I got time. I want you to say, this is helping me. When T.L. Osborne passed away, Kevin McNulty said to me, he died reading Kenyon on righteousness. Do you know how often you need to read books on who you are? Till the day you die and focus on it, on what Jesus did. Okay. Okay. Numbers. 13. I got scriptures. I have a Bible at home that I marked who I am in Christ. Remember Mark Hankins made a statement that when he was 17 years of age, he heard Brother Hagin preach what I'm preaching right now. And he went home and said, I'm going to major on who I am in Christ. It changed that boy's whole life. It'll change yours. Does that make sense? And it's something God already did. It's just a matter of getting your attention back over there and looking at, the, at what Jesus did. That simple. When you want to be healed, when you want healing in your body, you're not trying to get healed. You already are. But you need to look at what he did and rejoice. All they had to do was look at the cross and rejoice. When you got born again, you didn't work it up. You just looked at what he did and got born again. It's no harder to be healed. Right. Amen. Amen. But it's not a glance. Yeah. It's a stare. Yeah. All your life. Okay. I got nine minutes before the Baptists are turned loose. How do I know that? The clock. Eight. I, I'm, I'm teasing. Baptists are good people. I come, I come it out of that church. All right. Numbers 13, verse 25. And they returned from spying out the land for 40 days, and they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh and brought back word that the congregation showed them the fruit of the land. It's good. And they told him, they said, we went to the land you sent us, and surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell on the land are strong. Who decided that? They did. 
And it's true. They are. Well, pastor, you don't know what troubles I have. I, you probably do. It's not a matter that you have problems. It's a matter of what are you looking at. Uh, if I don't say, if you don't get anything, get, this, is what, this is my point. Look and live. Look and live. What are you focusing on? Nevertheless, the people strong, the cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell on the land of the south, and the Hittites, I think I got I lost some voice, and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell on the mountains, and the Canaanites by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. And Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let's go up at once and take possession. We are well able to overcome it. Now, wait a minute. You have two points of view here. Can they or can they not? You see, the first group wants the circumstances to be right before they do anything. Don't wait on everything to turn out right. Change what's going on. You change the circumstance. Don't wait on, don't pray that God will stop the circumstance. He's not going to. You are. Caleb quieted the people. And said, let's go up at once and take possession. We're well, well able. But the men who had gone said, we're not able to go against the people. They're stronger than we are. That's true. Listen, COVID is a disease. It'll kill people. That's, that's not a lie. But it's not greater than the blood of Jesus. It's just not greater than God. Whatever you're going through, it's, it's true. I mean, we don't deny pain. We don't, we're not in denial. We're just in denial that it has the right to rule. Okay, let's finish this. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. They think they're telling, I'm just telling you the truth. Yeah. The land which the spies out saying the land that we went through is, is spies that it devours its inhabitants and all the people we saw there are great statue. And we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, the giants, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. Who decided they were grasshoppers? Ah, oh, grasshopper. <laughs> who decided you were a grasshopper? Who, who told you you were a grasshopper? Well, you did. The TV did. ABC and NBC and CBS did. Your mama did. No, God didn't. Now, let, 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 let's, let, let's, let's finish this. What are they afraid of? They're afraid of dying. I want you to read the rest of the story when you get home. They left there and went out in the wilderness and died. Job said, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. I'm not making fun of you when you hear reports of COVID. But I am going to tell you that if you fear it, you will get it. 
I, I, I didn't make that up. I'm just telling you, you don't have any business with fear. You Get the fear out of you just like you did the drugs, the booze, the cocaine, and the Playboys. Get it out of your life and get it out of your house. Get fear out of you. Get it out of you. The only thing you can do to overcome fear is to replace it with faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Joshua and Caleb heard God and the rest of them saw the, the giants and they died and Joshua and Caleb did not. Amen. Um, we, we don't deny problems. Right. Right. That's right. I'm not in denial. That's a mountain. Or is that Denali? Y'all, uh, y'all, y'all, y'all look so serious I have to crack jokes. You just overcome your face. Everywhere in the Bible that God speaks, he looks at you and says, fear not. What is fear? Fear is what you're looking at. Do you understand that? You get a doctor's report and your heart jumps up and goes, oh, dang, I'm going to die. Now what are you going to do? You might want to grab a Bible. And get your eyes. You say, what if it don't work? Tell Jesus we'll all be there sooner or later. I'd rather die in faith than die in fear. Fear is a 100% guarantee you're going to die. I'm, I'm trying to quit. Don't remove fear, replace it. Well, Joshua and Caleb lived until they were 80-something years of age, went in and took the land. Jesus very often looked at his disciples and said, why are you afraid? I want you to take what I just said very serious. Don't play with fear. I'm not saying you don't have feelings of fear. We don't have feelings of fear. But I'll guarantee you one day they'll disappear like, like, a, like fog when the sun comes out if you'll pick this up and replace what you're looking at. He wouldn't have told you to do something you can't do. He wouldn't have lied to you. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Does it work? Yeah, every single time. But you have to, but you, you have to, have, you have something to do with this. There's a scripture I want to read to you before we close. Where's my other book? It's, it's a, another translation. It's, it's, it's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. It's Isaiah 53. But it's a, it's a translation that, that feeds me. It feeds me. I've got to find it. I should have marked it. It's, it's, it's color-coded. So I will find it before the sun comes up. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of pain and acquainted with disease. There's one whom men hide their face. He was despised and we esteemed him not.
Surely he bore my sickness and he carried my disease. Yet I esteemed he was stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was on him. And by his stripes I am healed. I read that every day of my life. I read it two or three times a day. When you get older, you probably will do it too. This Isaiah 53, I can't tell you the translation he didn't, he didn't say. But I have other scriptures in the Bible that I read, and I'll tell you, and then I just pray in the Spirit, and I just read my Bible, and I pray in the Spirit. And I have never, one time in my life, ever sat down, read my Bible, and prayed in the Spirit that I didn't stand up victorious. It works 100% of the time. But I will tell you this, I've had times when I had to go read. And I'll look at Lisa. We got home from Hawaii and I went, I just need my chair to Bible right now. I just need some time with God. How many of y'all understand what I said today? And I'm saying this with all of my heart. I'm saying this with all of my heart. He did all the work. He's not asking you to do anything. He's just asking you to focus on what he did and feed that in. Just feed on that. Feed on that until that image is inside of you. And you'll live it out. Are y'all good? Now, y'all are so quiet, I kind of need someone to shout or something just a minute. <laughs> I'm going to close by saying this. I didn't say this is easy. It is not. That's why people don't do it. But I'll tell you, it's muy necesito. Is that true, Lisa? Yeah. Yeah. I love every one of y'all. I, I hear you have bad reports, and, and, and my heart does not rejoice that some of y'all have bad reports. It does not. I want all of you to live. I want all of you to do well. I want all of you to have a better life. But I don't know another way to give it to you. You're going to have to start doing what he told you to do. And it works. Always works. Father God, I love you. I love what you did for me in Jesus. I love what Jesus did for me. It has become more and more and more real. The older I get, everything you did for me becomes precious to me. I pray that today I walked in this church full of people who love you with all their heart. Born again, they love you. And some of them have been asking, why, why God, what do I do? What do I do? I came in here with the attitude, I'm going to answer this for them. And I pray that they would hear me and understand. This actually is not hard. It takes discipline, but it's not difficult. I'm not asking them to do anything to gain what you... They fight every battle from victory. They're already the healed. They're already blessed. They're already, they're already new creation. They're everything you died to give them. But I know that, that some of their souls, that, that's, that's a myth that seems to be far-fetched to them. 
I pray they, 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 walked, they walked in here today and they heard what the Spirit of God is saying to us as a church. You, you want us well. You want us victorious. You want our marriages. You want the best for us. Now you told us in the numbers, you look at the cross. Get your eyes back on the cross. That's where it began. And that's where we're going to live every day of our life. I pray anybody the sound of my voice not born again, they would be. Not filled with the Holy Ghost, they would be. If they need hands laid on them to, to receive healing and, the, and to get someone to get in agreement, well, they'll come forward this morning and have hands laid on them. But I pray that every one of us would get a revelation, a revelation of how to walk by faith and, and, and live in this earth above the circumstances that try to rule us and not allow it. It'll be a fight, and I want them to know it. It'll be a fight, but it'll be a fight to stay at rest, a fight to stay at rest in the finished work in Jesus' name. Well, y'all were wonderful today. If I ticked you off, good. If I made you uncomfortable, that's good too. But I want you to walk out here going, someone cares about you. And everything that I'm preaching didn't get out of a book. I got it out of my life. With long life, he will satisfy me and show me his salvation. Greater is he that is inside of me than he that is in the world. Oh, putting that word in my mouth is sweet as honey. If God is for me, who could be against me? I'm blessed coming in. I'm blessed going out. Abraham's blessings are mine. He has dealt to me a measure of his faith. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.